0: What's up, everyone? Hello, hello. Today we're live, and you you can hear them, but you can't see them. We're streaming. We're streaming with puppies.
1: Streaming with puppies. Come here, regard. Come oh. here. And here's another one. There's a wolf. <laughs> There's a wolf. <laughs> this is. Hello, the, welcome is, to the. This is
0: going to be the best episode of Sober Grind ever because we have dogs today. Welcome Ooh. to the Sober Grind. Okay. okay, let
1: me see them. Welcome to the Silver Grind. Hey, buddy. Oh, gonna get this. This Hello, Loki's gonna get jealous of this. Look at this. Hello, everybody. Adorable puppies. Loki's <laughs> gonna get jealous. Loki. This isn't Loki. This is Cashew, and that's Mozzie. <laughs> Welcome to. You smell like a dog. We have an audience
0: <laughs> out there. Welcome
1: to the Silver Grind.
0: <laughs> look! 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 Aww. Let's see check out these guys. <laughs> Well, well, anyway, today, hopefully, everyone's doing good. Today, we have an awesome topic. We have some comments coming in already. Topic, amazing. What are we talking about today? You tell me. Okay. You came up with We're it. We're talking about. Well, actually, Odie came up with it. Okay. I'm not gonna take. Uh, I'm not gonna take all the credit here. Um, we had an. Um, we first of all, we recorded an amazing testimonial yesterday. Yes. It got really emotional, and that's where this idea, idea came from. Who was um, it with? Uh, Nate. Nate. Okay. I'm not gonna give a last name. Uh, but it, it sparked this idea of, of talking about things that I we've shall. lost mm-hmm. during addiction. Uh, he, he shared his, his absolutely heartbreaking story of, of what he's lost in the midst of addiction. So uh, keep an eye out for that video. It'll be up in the next uh, couple of days. What's it going to be titled? Um, um, things must be lost during addiction. I, I, don't, I, don't, know I, I don't know yet. Get, it, it, I don't know yet. If you have, even a, titled if you it have a title for a video on a testimonial... Let us know. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it. All right, but so let's let's jump in here. So, Pej, what what is the first thing to come to your mind when we say things that we've lo- things that you've lost people, during addiction or from
1: addiction? Things that I see that people lose during their addiction come in many different shapes, sizes, forms, mm-hmm. emotions, feelings. Um, if in the physical sense, people lose, uh, you know, their homes, mm-hmm. their cars, their possessions, um, their trust, yeah. their mind. Um, they lose their jobs. They, I mean, you can lose so many things. You know, I mean, I was in just in Skid Row yesterday, and looking at people the way they live on the streets there, and you know, they'll build a, a tent out, out of like products. Sure. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I've seen them. We all seen. Yeah, and so it's like it's their shelter, and mm-hmm. you one has to think like, what did they have before that? Like, what were they in their lives before that? Did they come from a family? Was there um, was there a home? Did they have a job? Um, and so, and do they do drugs now? And many of them do. You know, I mean. Yeah, a lot of them are shooting up and doing drugs right on the street, and it's they lose everything. You can lose yeah. everything. Have you, ever, have you ever just stopped and had a conversation with, with someone that's homeless on the street? A lot. Actually, yeah. um, a couple of the guys that I work Some with... amazing stories. Oh, a couple of guys I work with, I asked them to go out and talk to homeless people and mm-hmm. um, not to offer them money. Yeah. Because we don't know... I mean, sure. to each their own. People want to contribute their own way, fine, but... Um, Often, if you give a homeless person that you don't really know what their story is a bunch of money, you're probably contributing to their yeah. addiction if they're getting high, which in most cases, a lot of them are. Now, um, I've asked them to go out and talk to people. Look at James Coco says he lost his heart, and he most definitely mm-hmm. did. Um, I think that I, I've asked them to go out and talk to them and see, like, how did you become homeless? Ask them questions like, how long have you been homeless? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do at night when it gets really cold? Um how you know? What is there a plan? What was that experience like for them Well, a started? lot of them said it was really, especially the guys that were really down on life, or they were depressed, or they felt like they were going through it. They were in a personal funk. Mm-hmm. I my whole, because somebody did this with me too. Go out and talk to the less fortunate and see how they're living, and and um, try to bring a smile to their face. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like just giving them a smile is better than giving them money. Yeah. You know what I Just mean? Just even having someone to talk to sometimes, Right. Yeah. Just the fact that someone cares or acknowledges them. And then, um, sure, if they're hungry, like maybe buy them a sandwich or something, but you don't really need to put money in their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, sure. Let's see. So of everyone tuning in right now,
0: we'd love this to be an engaging experience. If, if you feel like sharing anything that you've lost in the midst of addiction, whether it be uh, from your own or, or from a loved one, mm-hmm. Uh, please feel encouraged to, to share your stories. We can talk about them uh, with your name or completely anonymously. Yes. Uh, just let us know. I mean, I, I know um, I, I've never been an addict, but I've been surrounded by them my entire life. My sister's an addict, so I can, I can speak from an outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I've lost my sister. We've lost uh, family dynamics, right? Lost, you know, items, being things that are stolen from you.
1: I see this far too often. I've seen it in my family. I've seen it with many other people. I've seen it from my own personal experience and also with other family members. Um, you've lost happiness. You've lost yeah. um, the joy that once was there. Yeah. Trust. Trust. Trust is huge. I mean, it's really huge. I You know, it's funny. Um, I see a lot of people that are in relationships, even in recovery, mm. that uh, still act as if they can do certain things that it's not healthy. It's not healthy for a relationship, such as cheating on people. Sure. So, so a lot of people pretend like they're, you know, they're all good and everything. But um, once they've cheated on somebody and that trust is lost, it's really hard to make up for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how a relationship can work. Sometimes it never heals. And sometimes it never heals. So then let's put that into a family dynamic, right? Um until an addict or an alcoholic really gets sober and is working a program, and family members too, they ought to go and do their own, you know, work on themselves too. But until that individual hasn't completely proven to themselves that they can trust themselves, I don't think that they can regain the trust of anybody else. Mm. So it's easy to lose a lot of stuff, but the, more importantly, things like trust and love. You know, not that you you. Lose love, but sometimes people have to love you from a distance, so you don't really have that firsthand love that that you once got—the yeah. nurturing love. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, in in your opinion, I mean, is there anything else you want to? We can start talking about regaining some of those things. But is there anything else you want to touch upon on the sure. things that we lose?
1: Sure. I mean, okay. So, uh what I something that I deal with all the time. There's a lot of families that. Um, they, we've talked about this numerous times on many different shows. There's a lot of families that enable their kids. Sure. So yeah. at some point, in many cases, the family gets to a point where they can't do anything more, and they have to cut the kid off. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody in the family suddenly gets this notion that if we keep doing this, the kid's going to die, so they cut him off. So the kid ends up you know, going into, let's say, treatment. But treatment, they run out of options and treatment. Then they go into... Um, let's say for example Salvation Army where they go homeless where they go to Hi Christine. (laughs) (laughs) Where they go to I love you too. Couch surfing and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, What I've seen in order for somebody to really get their lives back is once they've hit the bottom of the barrel I mean to the point where they they have nothing else going on um, they start taking direction. Mm. And they don't they become grateful for the things that they had Mm -hmm. have and don't have right hmm. so uh, I've seen people like what what's an example of being grateful for something you don't have well for example like let's say you are living in a sober living and you have just obtained a job hmm. and but you don't have a car hmm. but you have access to transportation to hmm. the job okay so are you gonna be that uh, I'm too good to ride on a bus type of guy or, you know... Like, Nobody should ever be that way. Public There's a lot is... of people like that. Ugh. There's a lot of people like that. I'm telling you. So, you should be grateful that you have a job, but you should be grateful that you don't have a car, but you still have access to being able to get to the job. Mm-hmm. This is what I, my example is. The things that I don't have... There's a lot of things that um, addicts and alcoholics and, that are new in recovery really wish they had. You mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of shiny, extravagant things that you wish you had. And if you can get them... Well, I think uh, yeah, I think that's everybody though. Everybody wishes they had some more. I mean, to some people that's a big deal. To some people, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Warren Buffett. He doesn't really wear. Like, that's true. He doesn't really care to wear like extravagant, extravagant. Logo. I
0: heard. Uh, I heard the other day he he owns the same house that he bought uh, many many years ago for uh, like four hundred thousand dollars. Right. It's the same house he's been in for like 40 years. Right. Interesting,
1: right? It's really interesting. (laughs) Yeah, so one thing is just to become grateful. If you want to turn your life around, you want to gain things and get things back um, in Mm -hmm. recovery, you got to give it your all. You have to stay sober. First and foremost, I always emphasize this a lot. Keep the substances out of your body. If you can get sober, there's a point that you got sober. Something wasn't working in your life. And then if you get sober, the goal is to stay sober, long-term sobriety. And then when you stay sober, a lot of things fall into place. You know, a lot. You get a lot of things back, but something that people forget is this: if they lose their recovery in the process, they'll mm. lose everything they gain back. Mm. I've seen it time and time again. People will come; they'll they'll get sober, they'll clean up, they'll do a little bit of work on themselves, they'll get through all their stuff, they'll go through therapy and all the stuff that they need to figure out. They'll go deep rooted, like they've got to figure out like what happened to them. But all of a sudden, when they start getting the job or the wife or the girlfriend or the house or the car and all these different material things back. Um, suddenly, they stop. You know, they go. They don't really. They're not as involved in the recovery world. They're not going to meetings. They're not in touch with their sponsor. For, some of them are working a twelve step program. They're not really working with others. That's the key. That's the key to it: being altruistic, being mm-hmm. of service to other people. But when they stop doing those things, they go back into selfish mode and they think, well, you know, I don't really need to do this today. And I don't really need to go to that meeting. I don't really need to call anybody. So who are they stuck with? Themselves. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know what? I'm at this dinner party for work and -and so-and-so has some new Chablis that they are, everyone's trying it. And I haven't really been to a meeting in a while, so why don't I try it a little bit? And then they do it and what happens the next thing you know, the guys in a motel room or a hotel room like 2 days later shacked up smoking crack and this this is a reality yeah, unfortunately. And, and, you know so so the things that you can lose is you can lose everything you can lose your heart your mind your material objects your trust your you know you sure change yourself if you if you keep on going back into the lifestyle so yeah that's some of the things you started hi james hi aaron hello hello I see Kifflin on here. I see Ebby, Some of my favorite people. I see Derek on here. Say hello, I love everyone. Love him. Where are you guys all at? Where is everybody? What part of town? What country? What state? Yeah. Where is everybody? Where in the world? This is the sober grind, by the way. In case you didn't know, we're talking about things that you lose when you're in your addiction. What have you lost? What have you lost?
0: Let's talk a little bit more about how to regain. Okay. So naturally, possessions. Mm-hmm money or gifting whatnot. but more importantly regaining trust or or love connections.
1: Well, one has to learn to love themselves in order to learn how to love others. That's first and foremost, right? How do you how do you do that? Well when you get when you come into recovery, what's the point of and I was having it actually I did a group with a bunch of guys yesterday where I said, what's the point of it? What's the point of mm-hmm. going to treatment like, You know, you guys sit in groups. Some of you, it's redundant. It's over and over the same thing. You sit in therapy, you sit in front of a therapist, and you tell that person, or you sit in front of a a spiritual mentor, and you tell that person about everything that's going on with you. Uh, All the stuff you've lost, all the pain and anguish that you've caused others and yourself. So, how do you regain this stuff? How do you Mm -hmm. regain the trust of your family or your loved ones? And quite often, um, people, if they really give it their all, I think the number one thing that people need to realize is that you can't fix... The problem with the same problem that created it absolutely, you know, it's a great mindset So if you're if you need guidance, mm-hmm. if you're coming into recovery take direction mm-hmm. uh, From personal experience. I had a case manager. I had help from people that oversaw my treatment plan They put me through treatment some people don't go to treatment But point being is is you want to guide somebody that's going to guide you mm-hmm. someone that's had some experience in this somebody that can tell you like Bad idea don't do that good idea do that so for me, you know, I had um, numerous crimes that had uh, stacked up as a due you know that was due to my addiction I needed to go out and fix that with the courts mm-hmm. um, I needed to and I'm still fixing the wreckage of my past you know it's, it's it was that bad you know I um, as far as with my mom, I needed to learn how to have self-love and learn how to love myself in order for me to be able to radiate and, and express that love back to my mom, for example. Mm-hmm. Now we have a beautiful relationship, you know. It's amazing. And, and not that she ever stopped loving me, but she stopped mm-hmm. trusting me. Sure. And so I had to prove to myself that I could be trustworthy in order for other people to mm-hmm. trust me. You that's know, great insight. It, I mean, there's a lot of times where I know you that there's people that have been in recovery for five and six and seven years yeah. that their family's written them off like a bad check. They just don't mm. want to have them around anymore, so they won't allow them around anymore. Mm. Or they'll limit them in coming around. Sometimes there's a kid that's in the mix or something like that, yeah. or a spouse or something so where they have to be able to come around but not as much. And when you're doing really well, it, it shows. Mm-hmm. People know when you're doing good in recovery. We know when you're doing good, and we know when you're not doing good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, when people aren't doing good, is when they do. They're magicians, you know. Now you see them. Now you don't. They're disappearing acts. You know, they'll be here, then they won't. Um, and I know that a lot of times, like my old counselor used to say, um, "Unfortunately, there's no hope for you." To, not to me, but to somebody else. Mm. And the person would be like, That's "Why?" It's hard to see. People, to he'd to say, hear, he'd say, there's, "Well, the person." He'd say, "You're committed to misery. You just mm-hmm. don't move forward. You don't want to clear the wreckage of your past. You don't want to make right, all your wrongs right, you know? So that's how you fix stuff, making mm-hmm. your wrongs right. Going out and paying restitution to people that you did wrong. Believe you me. If you go out and make financial restitution to people that you did wrong, or if you go out and make face-to-face you know, amends to people, through whatever process, whether it be the 12-step process or just your own process or something that somebody recommends to you, cleaning up that wreckage is, you know, it's it shows that you have... That you're wanting to change yourself, that you're wanting to be a better human being, the best version of yourself, that you want to right your wrongs and then move on, you know, and then mm-hmm. go out and help people. So that's awesome. We yeah. have a couple uh, comments here. Let's. Hi, Joe. Hi, Lather. One.
0: Lather says, really awesome insight. Thank you for that. Hello, I'm 90 days sober from alcohol. Hi, Melissa. Melissa, congratulations. That's amazing. Congrats Keep on the up 90 up the days. Amazing work. Let us know if you have any questions or if there's anything we can. Advise or help you with mm. louder action, speak, I the tired. words, yeah. Aaron, I lost That's everything grown. I thought I knew. Yes, Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you, Joe? I just buried one of my closest friends that died from an overdose. I'm sorry, I'm sorry hear to that. hear that. Just trust in God, pray for others. You are doing an incredible job sharing that hope. Thank you, James. We're trying. I love the show. Thank you. Thank you all for all of the amazing supports. Thank you guys for watching. You're all amazing supporters. If you want to positively impact other people, just continue to leave us comments, share this video, share this podcast. If you're listening after, we appreciate your feedback and we're just trying to make a positive difference. Mm. So the other uh, question I have um, is, is there a change in perspective? or level of appreciation once you've lost something and gained
1: it back. Absolutely. Can you talk and explain a bit more about that? I think uh, when it comes down to it, some of the most rejuvenating um, rewards in recovery that I've personally experienced and seen other people experience is when people um, get over the facade of being in the addiction. A lot of people get into addiction because they're curious mm. uh, or they might be experiencing a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. wh- whatever that may be. or Self-coping. Yeah, what, however they can numb out, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they may have had good things at one time. They may have not. Some people might have been raised in an environment where the only thing that they could really chase is a drink or a drug. Mm-hmm. So to make themselves feel relieved, you know. So when you get back and you start to revitalize, rejuvenate, and remake yourself into the best human being that you can be, you get out of the facade and you turn out to be the person you were meant to be. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, people in recovery are a little more advanced spiritually Mm -hmm. than the average everyday human being. Mm -hmm. Uh, They they learn to appreciate. Um, There's a saying, religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell and spirituality is for people that have already been there. So when you're in your addiction, interesting. I've never heard that before. It's kind of <laughs> it's, it's an awesome. Darren Phillips, if you're watching this, I learned that from you one time. <laughs> I know that you took it from somebody else, but I just love that saying. Um, so think about it. I don't. Obviously, you haven't really like been in the depths of addiction, but like when you're doing meth, you, everything's demonic. Mm-hmm. People you're around with are totally shady. It's really a dirty world. It's like the underbelly of the beast. So mm-hmm. when you get out of that, the madness having to Always look over your back, either looking to see if the cops were after you or to see if people were after you to try to take you for your money or to try to get you for your drugs and things like that. When you're out of that, it's like you you have that soundness of mind. Yeah, You know, the obsession's been removed from Mm -hmm. you to to keep on wanting to chase the drugs, but you have that soundness of mind. You've been restored to sanity. Like you Mm -hmm. are now making sane decisions you have soundness of mind to where you everything's clear and that that mm. takes time it's not like it True. happens overnight Rome wasn't built in a day people mm-hmm. people that get sober don't get well real quick and that's something that my gold counselors used to say is don't get well too quick mm-hmm. give it time trust the process and watch the beauties of sobriety actually uh, take place and that's you know what I see a lot of people um, what's really cool is that addicts and alcoholics are actually very talented and very smart very clever, very clever. They'll take their smarts and their their uh, cleverness to into their addiction to to get their needs met. Sure. But then when they get sober, they find these hidden talents that they never knew that they had. That's awesome. You know, it's like so entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. <laughs> so, exactly, sales and marketing and yeah. all that stuff. But when you when you're actually you know a lot of people and such as myself when I got sober, uh, I noticed that. I had been absent from life and a lot of people had moved forward. they gotten married. Mm-hmm. They went to universities and colleges and all that. So I tried to go back to school because somebody recommended it to me. And I didn't realize that when you sit in class, you can pay attention and you do really well. Like you actually no. you get your homework because you're not high. Game changer. You're not loaded all the time. right? <laughs> back in the day when I'd yeah. go into class, I'd pass out in class or mm-hmm. not even make it to class and all that. So So then you start getting good grades and you're like, wait a sec here. All those times when I was loaded, I never got good grades. And my grade point average was like a one point eight. All of a sudden, you get like a 4.0 Grade point, really me? Those numbers have never been attached to my name. Like, how is that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So it's like those things. Like, there, you have these awakenings constantly. Mm-hmm. Your awareness grows. You just become more and more awake, and then you realize like you have a purpose. And I, I and I say this a lot, and it's because I get taught this a lot, is what mm-hmm. is your purpose in life? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? What who? who are you in the face of this universe? Like what was your what was what's the intention for you to be here? Like, do you are you gonna do something with yourself or are you gonna not do anything? There's a lot of people that sit and recovery and they, they're stagnant. They don't do anything with their lives. It's a lot of people in general. There are a lot of people in general. This is but I from my recovery world, I see there's a lot of people that come and they sit in the rooms mm-hmm. and they observe and they check out other people, but do they really do the work to each their own? Not mm-hmm. really, not a lot. But there's some people that move mountains. There's people that um, were walking the streets of Harbor Boulevard or, you know, they were, like, prostituting themselves. They come in, they become a Ph.D., straight doctor. Um, mm-hmm. That's what happened. This, this yeah. is amazing. So as much as you can lose, you know, you can lose your sanity, you can lose your dignity, your hope, your pride, all that stuff, you can come in here and you can regain things that you never knew that you could have. It's amazing. And
0: inspiring. Hopefully that was... Inspiring. We have a couple more comments here. Natalia says this disease is real. There's Robs. Not just the addict who's suffering, but also the ones left behind. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're struggling to reach out, you're not alone. Absolutely.
1: So, something that she's talking along the lines of, and I have another friend who... Mm -hmm. We have this gratitude list It's called Sober Brothers. Silver Brothers. Silver I think Rose. you told me about it. it was yes. a text group, right? It's about 92 people in there, right? All, wow.
0: All, all men that... That's why your phone's buzzing constantly. Constantly. So... <laughs> it all makes sense.
1: On a daily basis, people write the gratitude lists, and every once in mm-hmm. a while,
0: somebody will, like,
1: a lot of people come and make comments, fun comments. Some people make Photoshop pictures and it memes and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. But we have this one friend who just came in, and he said yesterday that in the last couple of weeks, I think he had two of his friends commit suicide. Mm. And I have good reason to believe they were in recovery, but, um, oh, yeah. you know, so and along the lines of what Natalia is saying, too, is that there's a lot of people out there suffering. Now, some people will numb out and go use drugs and overdose and die. Maybe that's the way they, were, they wanted to die because mm. um, sometimes people don't even get high for the effect caused or produced by the drug or the alcohol anymore. It's more because they are hope to die addicts. They, they hope to mm-hmm. die, right? So they've lost all hope. In their lives um, and my friend was saying in the gratitude list that if you're if anybody in this list ever has those days where you have that those thoughts those racing thoughts you know where fleeting thoughts where you think like you don't ex- want to exist anymore you don't want to live please reach out to me mm-hmm. we should always reach our hands out to people and, and be there for them and let them know I've had suicidal ideation I think everybody in that whole list is probably thought about killing themselves at one time mm-hmm. so if we're all getting our lives back the least we could do is be there for a guy who's Questioning if they yeah. want to still be alive. It's amazing you have that group together. We have another comment coming in here. Jackson Jackson, Jackson says we, we would love an opportunity to come on your podcast to talk about the community support and recovery collaborations of Stay Stop United, the official recovery lifestyle clothing and apparel brand. I like Jackson, that. Jackson Jackson, that sounds Jackson, great. That um, Send us, us a
0: message. Shoot us a message on the page. We we'll uh, would love to have you. We'll on respond the show. to you and we'll. Uh, We'll take it from there. It sounds look, great. Look right here, we're looking there, and then right here, we're like. Yeah. <laughs> this is. What? We have a multiple, multiple camera set up, everyone, because we're so high tech. Tar So, um,
1: yeah. This has been a great show, by the way. I think it has. It yeah, a lot, lot of
0: fun. great interaction. Sometimes, Thank I, you, I, sometimes for it's sharing. funny.
1: Like, I'll sit here and I'll talk and talk and talk until my mouth gets dry, and I'm thinking. Am I even making sense? You no, know, but but then I realized it like do make sense. We this, this, always get good feedback. Well, thank you. I appreciate and that. And I learn a lot. I'm, I'm saying like I. This That's is, the real reason I do this. I just want to learn. You just That's want to learn. It's yeah. all forget bad. everybody else. Yeah. No, <laughs> the reason that I everything I know is everything I've been taught. You know, and mm-hmm. and a lot of it's from things I've experienced. It's all practical. It's all practical. It's things I've experienced. I mean, I'm frustrated sometimes, and and. You know, a lot of people get anxiety and a lot of people get depressed. I don't get either one of those. Mm -hmm. Rarely do I get anxiety or depression. I get frustrated with the amount of effort that we'll put into certain families and try to help Mm -hmm. their kid. But the families will just block it, right? And they don't let the person hit their bottom, Mm -hmm. even if there's such thing. They don't let that person uh, lose everything in order for them to get... In a position where they have it's to unconscious enabling, right? It's it's sometimes unconscious, sometimes conscious, sometimes just mm. straight codependent, right? Mm, just like true. codependent, yeah. like so. I I I just know that um, sometimes you got to lose everything in order for you to know, like to be able to cherish it. Once you do start to get th- certain things back in your life, you, um, it makes it that much better, especially when the, you're in, in a good state of mind to appreciate it. Mm. Yeah. Well, awesome. This was a great episode. We hope you
0: all enjoyed it, learned something new today as well. Uh, if this was helpful to you, it would be incredibly helpful to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Just shoot us an email, let us know what you like about the show, what we can improve upon, what topics, if we want to go to uh, Egypt to film next. <laughs> It is all very much appreciated. Pesh, It's all good in the hood! You
1: want to tell them about the group? The group? We have a group, yeah. right? Do we? Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. We have this group called Ask an Addiction Specialist. That on one. Facebook, right? There's actually a link right there if you want to push on that, or you can go up in the little bar and type in Ask an Addiction Specialist, and you can go on that page. We have to approve you to be on the page, but if you have a loved one, if you're suffering, if somebody that you and, know and is suffering... And we do that
0: because we want it to be a safe environment.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's we don't just fine. want everyone to right. jump on But anyway, so if you have uh, a question that's addiction-related, alcoholism-related, and you would like a professional answer, we have uh, addiction professionals, and actually people that are in the recovery community Mm -hmm. that are on there, they may be able to answer your questions. Come on, ask us anything that you'd like in there. That's Ask an Addiction Specialist. That's the Facebook page. And then what platforms are we on? Uh, We're on Facebook. Facebook, of course, YouTube,
0: uh, Instagram. You can find us uh, the Sober Grind on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, whether it be iTunes, iTunes, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher, YouTube, YouTube, Google Play, Google Play, even third-party apps. I use Podcast Addict. There's so a, basically, you just type
1: in the Sober Grind right mm-hmm. sober grant sober grant and yeah. whenever you type it in you can ask questions we would love to have more friends on the show we're going to ask Derek to come on here soon yeah uh, I would like to have you know anybody that was in that that was on, uh, involved today we'd like to have you on the show whether it be your voice recorded where you're talking whether we do a live uh, uh, yeah whole Skype, episode it's uh, Skype, uh, Skype yeah or yeah, come naturally in have you come in and sit down with us and we record you so yeah. yeah we'd love to have you trying to share can you help me with my problem I mm-hmm. like it in the home.
0: Uh, okay, so Muhammad asks, "What do you think about live coaching?"
1: Live coaching?
0: What do you mean, like, uh, Muhammad? Do you mean life coaching or live coaching? As far as um, like this live stream, uh, I'm not exactly sure what you meant, but please, please let us know. Well, actually, um, send us a
1: message about that, and we'll talk to you about that yeah, later.
0: And, yeah, and and responding to Jackson Jackson earlier, if you just uh, uh, click. Um, message uh, the page beginnings treatment uh, or Austin Armstrong uh, or Pej um, shoot us a message talk about the uh, uh, the clothing company that you have going on and your idea we'd be happy to have a conversation and see if we can get you on the program as well all right Mm -hmm. all right hopefully everyone had a good time today until next time so we're right out